Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. The moose out front should have told you. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, July 5, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska interview on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 534, the Biden-Harris administration, 122 days until the 22 midterms. Instagram, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, and of course, Patreon, bobseskashow.com. I am gratefully still on vacation, but I'm going to be back one week from today, July 12, with all new shows, hopefully without interruption until the holidays. So today, we're replaying my May 4th conversation with two of the funniest, smartest women around, the comedy team of Frangela. Angela V. Shelton and Frances Collier, of course. If you're just joining us, Angela and Frances are veterans of the Stephanie Miller Extended Cinematic Universe, and they have a podcast of their own called The Final Word and Idiot of the Week. Plus... They'll be joining Stephanie, John Fugelsang, and Hal Sparks on the Sexy Liberal Comedy Tour all-new show in Chicago on September 24. Links in the description, of course. Meantime, if you like what you hear, please help support this show by subscribing to our bonus content at patreon.com slash show. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. Like, I'm done with this. Really Fuck this it. interview. I'm going home. I love to do that when somebody leaves the room and people don't know why. I go, she was crying. <laughs> I don't know. Did somebody say something? That's right. Story it's like off. Really fun. It's, like, it's really fun. If nobody did, someone suddenly go, yeah, she was crying. Yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Last week when I was on Stephanie's show, uh, I was on for a very short period of time. It was like suddenly Stephanie was wrapping up and saying goodbye. I was like, we're done already. So I got off the call and. It went about my business and I'm going around going, geez, was I, did I really fuck that up? And then I, I'm still listening to the show and I find out like an hour later, Stephanie talking to Travis and Chris. Oh, it was because Stephanie had the rumbly tumblies in her stomach and had to run off. 
<laughs> so it wasn't that I suck. It was just Stephanie's spastic bowels that were that. I was listening. Yeah, they. I'm gonna tell you something. There's a okay. whole world going on there that we are utterly not aware of. Like, the, what are you talking about? And recent, recently, they keep having these conversations that are so. It's just like a series of like inside, like <laughs> not even jokes, like sounds or something. Uh-huh. Like, it's like they'll just be like, ah, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? They're losing it. Did you They're hear? It. Did did either of you hear Furry Day last week, where the topic of conversation all day somehow ended up being furries, and then at uh, at some point someone called Listen up and the said, next day I heard. <laughs> well, um, then someone called in and was like. Chris, I need to ask you about furries. And Chris is like, why am I suddenly the expert in furries? <laughs> why do people assume that? And that was, uh, that was very, it was, it was actually one of the best ever episodes of that oh show gosh. because it was so insane. It was just furries all day. They've been crazy. Like the whole Trevor and Cecily thing <laughs> is hysterical to me. It's yes. that Stephanie and Francis, I don't know if, you've, if we've talked about it yet. Stephanie and Tra- Travis, whenever they take pictures, they look like this. They look like this really happy uh, straight couple yes. that, from Napa Valley. <laughs> it's like with me and Martin Garcia, how people always thought that right. we were like this, They're like awful. really wholesome couple from the Midwest whenever we hang out. And like, so like they call themselves Trevor and Cecily. It's very funny. <laughs> By the way, I'm including all of this in the show. This is all going on Yay! the show. <laughs> Trevor and Cecily is the, is the jam. It really, really oh, is. I want yeah, to see that show. There. Jen Kirkman yeah. said she's going to make it a show. So I need, I need to, cause it's going to be good. Oh my God. Is it, you know, it's been way, way too long since I last had you both on. Are you uh, COVID free, healthy? Everything's going okay as we, I think maybe come close to possibly coming out of the pandemic i know i'm fantastic you know i i'm blessed you know we we caught covid early on angela and i both yeah even that was way before there was a test before there was a vaccine Mm -hmm. i think at the top of covid yeah and but we have when it was just a baby virus it was a a little teeny tiny baby that's right little baby virus that was breaking havoc (laughs) Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So was it bad when you got it? Was it really, did you have uh, all the symptoms and all the, uh, was it, it wasn't long COVID, was it? It was just a finite? No, I don't, I don't think for either of us, we've had any symptoms that I would, lingering issues that we know of. Good, good. But like, um, I have, I have really bad allergies, so sometimes it's hard to know. But like, uh, but when we got it, it was, it was absolutely the sickest I've been from a cold or yeah. what I thought was a, you know, cause at that time, like literally we got it the week, the first weekend when um, the state of Washington, when they closed down, mm-hmm. we got it at a show. We had a sexy liberal show right that weekend. And so we got it that weekend. And then like, so like a little under two weeks later, we were both just knocked out. See the sacrifices and you make for comedy. My God. For there you go. Tech, for our, That's our right. For the Steph heads. For yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say physically, we're both doing very well. Mm-hmm. Mentally, I'm about to lose my ever-loving mind. Yeah, of but course. God. That, yeah, I think we all are at this point. Uh, and especially if things go horribly awry in this election. But I think with the midterms around the corner, and uh, strangely enough, I think the only teeny tiny silver lining in this ridiculous Dobbs decision to come out of the Supreme Court is that we could quite possibly end up defying history and dominating the midterms this year. I mean, that's my that's my hope. It it's seems a like gift. Yeah, yeah. This is you know what, Bob, I completely agree with you. I I I I like to look at moments like this and go, where is the opportunity for us? Mm-hmm. Because that's right. you know what? Let me tell you something. I'm from the west side of Chicago. All right, right on. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. All right. Uh oh! Put on your colors. Put on your colors. Put your colors on because when someone a motherfucker steps to you, mm-hmm. okay, you got to bring bring the fucking bring fight. It. That's right. Okay. That's right. Stand- we don't run. We don't run. Right. Stand your ground. Isn't that the Republican yeah. talking point? Stand your ground. But, That's see, what you this do. is the thing they don't understand. Yeah. See, standing your ground only works if you are on ground. But we're going to take them to someplace shaky and unreliable. <laughs> That's a That's great a idea. whole different level of crazy. And, and when you think, see, they think they know us. They yeah, think yeah. they they don't know shit. <laughs> don't know a damn thing. 
So how do you get them to shaky and unreliable ground? How do you how do you put them back on their heels like that? How do we do that? How do we push back? This is how you push back. You see, because the reality is, is these fools are trying to test you. And Thank let me you. tell you something. Thank I can you. scream about Paul Rand. I can scream about Louis Gomer. I can scream about what, what's happening in Texas, right? Mm -hmm. yep. With Governor Abbott. But I don't get to vote for that. Right, right. Yeah, we can't. We have to get, we have to, uh, get people to understand that if you are upset about people who are about who are trying to dominate you mm -hmm. and overrun your body and your 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 rights, you have to connect that emotionally. Yeah, for people to understand that they have got to get out and vote against it, and also, and it's not just your representatives. It's at every level. And that's the work we have to get the Democrats to do. Exactly. And you know what? I uh, Not to make this about me necessarily, because it's not about me, but uh, earlier today, I ended up getting into it with Steve Schmidt on Twitter because he did this whole thread where he's going back to, why didn't RBG retire when she had a chance? Why no, didn't she step off. down when she was old and Obama was president? But, but my thing is, we could sit here and do this all damn day That's where right. we're finding people who are maybe tangentially, partly responsible, kind of, sort of, mm -hmm. to where we are now. But that doesn't win us any elections, does it? That doesn't reverse any of this. It's a waste of oh, time. Oh, let's be clear. They didn't let him have his Supreme That was just another Supreme Court said he wasn't going to get to fill. That's right. Yep. yep. I don't even get how you can even make that argument when we saw the example of what happens when he had a suit to fill because they were never going to let the black guy fill a seat. That's right. So so this is this is the problem here is that that kind of reasoning, first of all, besides the fact that I think it's counterproductive, as you've used you, just as you said, right, it, it ignores all it ignores ignores all of the evidence to the contrary, which is that when he had a, a Supreme Court pick, he didn't get it. That's right. So there's no reason to believe that where I if you want to go back and start blaming in that case, I think we have to look at the politicization of the Supreme Court from the get go. Mm -hmm. OK, and then That's you right. have to look at the realities of voting rights in this country and allowing the Roberts court to gut the Voting Rights Act mm -hmm. and and allowing the from all levels of government, you know, the, the Democratic Party. Yeah, we can only do what we can do. But as per usual, and for instance, I say this all the time. We have got to stop focusing on, we've got to stop going to Klan meetings to try to recruit new Democrats. We've <laughs> got to start going to the places where people don't vote. Mm -hmm. Like those people are taken. Yeah. They're yeah. taken. I'm seeing, you know, and if we want, you know, I, I just feel like we get into this over and over. What's going on with the Republicans? How do we get more? Fuck the Republicans. Yeah. They're going to do what they're going to do. Right. Some of them might change their minds. Some of them won't. What I know about what I know about anti-choice people is that especially in this country, if one out of every four women in this country has an abortion then a bunch of Republican bitches is lying. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And, 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 if, and if 60 percent of the women seeking abortions have already you. had children. See, cause I'm gonna tell you something psychologically, how we put this, where we put this on, we put this uh, uh, abortions on ch young women, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Particularly poor women, women of color, you know, they, women of they color. out of wedlock. Mm -hmm. Right, right. That is the imagery, but that's not the truth of what, a, mm -hmm. of who gets the abortion. Yeah. Okay. And if you and if sixty percent of those of those women already that means that they're already in it's probably some type of relationship where they've had another child already they know this is these aren't scared teens going oh my goodness what am I going to do these are women who already got a child yeah it's immensely frustrating especially when you go down some of the reasons for why women have abortions in the first place and the number one reason is always and this is cited in poll after poll after poll the number one reason is always finances they're unable to pay for the pregnancy the childbirth the neonatal care the child care moving forward 
And one way that we can always, you talk about putting them on shaky ground. One way you can expose why Republicans are doing what they're doing with regard to this issue is by asking them whether or not they support making pregnancy free. Strip Thank away. You. Strip away that economic concern, that financial concern, saving millions of fetuses along the way. But guess what they're going to do? They're going to oppose that. They're going to be against anything that even vaguely looks like socialism and that's the kind of demagoguery they'll attack back well oh that's just social that's communism why are you even proposing that well it's saving fetuses aren't you interested in saving fetuses oh uh, yeah Yeah. (laughs) i hate having even having that 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 conversation yeah because at the end of the day absolutely Mm -hmm. In, in, in this country we should have even greater parental leave we yeah. should be we should be taking care it should be for absolutely free oh, and- to have a child yeah. okay and have a lactation consultant and all of those things that come along with with the needs that come along with that mm-hmm. you know like in Denmark where they give you that box i think it's Finland or Denmark where when you you know you get diapers and clothing and all of these it's just walking out the hospital wow they want to make sure that you're supported we don't well, we and then do nothing yeah. like that for families here no, and then we wouldn't have differences in mortality rates for for black mothers, yeah, uh, yeah, for yeah. mothers of color. We wouldn't have those things. But you know, when black women are three times more likely to have, uh, uh, you know, to to lose a child, to have problems in their pregnancy, to like it's it's the reality is these people are not pro life. They're anti democracy. Yeah, and they're anti personal freedom and choice and liberty. And they're not. You know, I think whether or not whatever somebody's reasons are, nobody asked me why I got a root canal. No, nope, re- it's a medical procedure that's none of anybody's MF right. business. Yeah. And there it is. You know, and there it is. For me, Angela, that is the discussion. It ain't none of your fucking business why a woman wants an abortion or what she thinks of it. That's between her and her medical provider. I don't give a fuck what you think about a fetus. When you think a heartbeat is, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, and women, I and I women have so to discuss and 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 decide who and how they host within their bodies. Mm -hmm. It's the only medical procedure that has this much bullshit circulating around it, doesn't it? It's, it's just, it's insane. Yeah. Any argument to the otherwise. And I know that people like to get caught up in sort of this. I think it was a mistake to get caught up in the what's a fetus conversation. Cause what I know is if it's in you, it's you like, that's that's just the way it the fuck is. Yeah. And nature ain't fair. That's not how, I don't know if everybody's noticed, but some people are shorter, some people are taller. Nature ain't fair, okay? God don't give with both hands, some people would say. (laughs) So women might've gotten all the brains, but we also have to have the babies. It's just the way it is. Yeah, that's what, I I think that gets forgotten a lot. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So that's, you know, there are Mm trade-offs, but I, you know, it's, it's incredibly, it's incredibly frustrating to have spent, I will say the place that, and I keep coming to this place for me is that we have spent, and, and Stephanie on, on Stephanie Miller, she's talked about this a lot in the last week too, how for the last several years, I have been told by liberal men over and over again, don't worry about Roe v. Wade. That's covered. That's never going to go away. And and we've been saying, mm-hmm. yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. The people who said, oh, Hillary's the same as Trump or, or what's the difference is, I'm like, are you, <laughs> do you now get it? Yeah. Do you now get yeah. it? Yeah. No, you, you, no, I don't think they now get it. If they weren't getting it then, they're not getting it now. But mm, you know what? Mm. But and here's my thing. And just going back to that whole discussion of finance, mm-hmm. you know, forcing women to carry uh, births to term, uh, if, especially financially. You know, when you when you think about children and children who are told that they were mistakes or treat it like they were mistakes. Yeah. Do not do this to people. Do not make women who don't want to be mothers to one or another child who can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Who will you know, don't put people in these situations. And to me, that is health care, that is mental care, that is spiritual care. Yeah. Beyond. Maybe that's what's wrong with Bill Maher. At some point, his mom told him that she almost aborted him. That's a true story. 
Maybe, yeah, but maybe really. that's why he's so fucked up right now because that's circulating through his head that he could have been aborted. Yeah. I have, I have no idea. I think when you're a solipsistic motherfucker, that's, it's hard to get out of your own navel long <laughs> enough to figure out anything. That's true too. Yeah. Yeah. Like right, I, right. I, you know, I look at him and I see somebody who I have, I have sincere moments of wondering if all the neurons connect. <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, he used you know, to be pretty but, sharp. I mean, I hate to put put it in those terms. Yeah. It's like talking about Dennis Miller. Well, he used to be yep. funny, but then something happened and he's no longer funny. But the yep. same thing is kind of happening with Bill Maher, though. Yep. And I don't know if this is a career move. I don't know if this is a personal strategy to kind of endear himself to a different demographic or what the fuck is going like on. Like a the really small is- one? <laughs> With very few people in it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the end result Bill is Mar- everyone's pissed at it. racist the way Bill Maher feels comfortable being racist. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, that, and that's exactly it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I will tell you that as, as you know, after watching for years, like I had to stop watching one of the incarnations of his the same show. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> uh, because I just couldn't deal with the fact that like he'd be there articulating one point of view and there'd be these conservative people. And then like, and I love Shaka Khan, don't get me wrong, but I'm going to tell you, I don't know if you've seen Shaka Khan be on a political show before, but she didn't at that point express that that side of the argument very well. Okay. And so I felt like he had people on that were names, but didn't couldn't be in that debate mm-hmm. this at the same level as the other people they were in it with. And it was very frustrating to watch Yeah, because she just wasn't at that place in the conversation and they're having this debate. So it seems like there's nobody there representing for a show that says it's supposed to do have all this, these sides on it. There was this, the liberal side was not getting service mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and so I had to stop watching because when he talks, sometimes I might, I just hurt. <laughs> So there's something in him that makes me in pain. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, uh, we've been to his show as guests of Malcolm Nance, <laughs> but yeah, which, God love him. Yeah, I, I know. I know. What a, um, what a hero he is. Yeah. 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 He's but it's like, that. that's exactly, you know, I, it, I think on our side, you know, part of the way you put people on shaky ground is we, uh, you know, we have this tendency to, I don't want to become what I hate. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah. But I do think you have to stop and go, why am I still putting my places, my pieces on a board that they aren't playing on? Yeah. Okay. Like, why am I playing a game that they're not invested in at all? When they, from the moment, I'm going to tell you where I got mad at the Democratic Party is in letting them take Obama's seat Mm -hmm. on the Supreme Court. Yeah. That that should never have been able to go down. And trust me, we have said it before. And now I'm here, Francis, you'll agree. We've been saying this for, for the last two years and actually longer than that. The second, the, if the Republicans, heaven forbid, get a majority, the first thing they're going to do is get rid of the filibuster. Mm-hmm. We have been saying, get rid of this filibuster. Why are you playing by a game, getting up there and still talking about the gentleman from the good state and the gentleman from the good state? While well, these motherfuckers are bringing guns in the room and, yeah. and telling people a mob where to find you, to kill mm-hmm. you. Why are we still playing like we all cool? Yeah, I want to go back to. I want to go back to uh, the thing about uh, liberals explaining that uh, uh, Roe v. Wade's never going to get overturned, and that's yeah. a, such an interesting point because right now, as we speak, in fact, I saw a video earlier today from the Ben Shapiro droid, and he was uh, ranting mm. about uh, how the court is never going to overturn Obergefell, even though it should, or it's never going to overturn Loving v. Virginia because it's all about equal protection, not privacy. But doesn't the steamrolling of Supreme Court precedent, settled law, put those decisions back on the table? I mean, it seems it obvious to me. It the decision of that I could be three-fifths of a fucking human again. That's right, yep. on the fucking table, Bob. And thank you for bringing it up, because I was just talking to the Angela we were just we, on the we were just talking before we got on, because I was reading this Stanford Law article on precedent, whatever. But the point is, you're absolutely right. See, the problem with making the argument, the shitty argument that Alito um, his making here is once you say precedent isn't important, then either is yours. Yeah. So that puts so Citizens saying, United and yeah, Hobby Lobby, right. all of that becomes uh, uh, and uh, it. Yeah. And yeah. Him trying them trying to put in this draft that we mean this only for this. Mm-hmm. Well, you've just said that there's no such thing as precedent, really. <laughs> yeah. So so it doesn't matter if you think it should only be for this law. That's the, like the, that's the next exact- people and. Yeah, don't look in the closet. Don't look over there. Don't look in what we're hiding behind that closet right over there. Don't look. Don't. 
The logic and is make it so but obvious. This is how they like yeah. to operate. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Paul, we were talking about Paul Rand a few, you know, making this argument that that we shouldn't be interfering in the Ukraine. We should not be helping Ukraine because after all, they were a part of the Soviet Union and isn't mm-hmm. that their property? And I have to go, wait, first of all, there is no Soviet Union anymore. That's right. Second of all, when there was a Soviet Union, they were actually our enemy. So I don't know why we'd be fighting for them to have control over shit. Mm-hmm. Number two. Yeah. And three, oh, if we're going to start making arguments about original ownership, then I need you to get your happy white ass off this territory, number one. <laughs> and number two, we need to ask ourselves, at what point do I become an owned human being again? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's it, this logic. It's not logic. The simple fact is they're autocrats. They're they're um, they're anti-democratic, you know, despots. And the Supreme Court is I've had huge problems with since the moment I learned what it was. I do not understand a lifetime appointment to a court that gets made by a president. Like it, it, the whole thing, I think, is problematic. But right. here we are. I'm looking at this, and you can get rid of Supreme Court justices. Mm-hmm. You, we got to stop acting like we can't do things because yeah. they haven't been done before. Oh, yeah. Because that's how everything gets done. That right. literally, well, 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 black people you know couldn't anymore? vote till we could vote. That's right. Get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Right. What were you, you going to say, Francis? Angela, like I was going to say to your point, Angela. You know, what I see happening on the other side, I, I will never forget this. It said chills up my back when it happened. It was, a, it was a white lady who was expressing the thought, who, you know, was a Trump supporter in 2015. And she said, you know what? It's okay. Don't worry your pretty little head about what's going to happen in this election. Because when we own oh, you again, God. you won't have to think anymore. Uh-huh. And I was shocked. That in 2015, number one, a, a, a person, any human being in this country could express that type of thinking, that thought, so clearly, freely, and mm-hmm. and 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 without with ease, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But now I go, she wasn't crazy. No. She mm-hmm. wasn't crazy. Yeah. yeah. They, they are doing, they are accomplishing her thought. Yeah. Her name. That is. Well, see, happening. she got that shit twisted because we ain't just off a boat and don't speak the language anymore. Mm-hmm. So I hope the but bitch see, understands that we got guns too. See, I'm sick of this. I'm right. for gun control. Yeah. But the 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 thing is that the, the part of the reason, the thing that drives us both crazy, I I know, is this I this whole idea that because we're liberals, caring about people somehow makes you weak. Mm-hmm. That caring about other human beings that aren't you, that caring about people's rights and access that aren't just yours, that somehow because of that, we're weak and that we're not willing to fight for our ideals or for this nation and what it's always said it wanted to be and what I think it could be. It hasn't yet, but what it could be. And, and they're wrong. They have a big fight on their hands. They, what they think is they're going to walk into these midterms and steal it one way or the other. And they're twisted and wrong. Mm-hmm. That's and right. I really hope that the leaking of this, whoever did it, and I don't. I don't know that it matters what their intention was in leaking the Alito um, draft, but whatever their intention was, I think you both said it earlier. You're absolutely right. It definitely is making it clear to people that this is not a midterm you can sit out of. Right. This is not an election you cannot take part in and that anybody who doesn't vote is a fucking problem. Mm-hmm. And we need to go after those people and get them involved and get them voting because there's too many of them. We don't have to be worried about this little fringe group of idiots if we get the people who aren't voting to vote. Mm-hmm. And right, Angela. And well, I'm, I'm so glad you brought up the leak because it really reveals how terrified the Republicans are that this is out. And it's given the Democrats another month, maybe two months of lead time to react to it, to mobilize around it, to focus on the midterms and to springboard off of this decision with the hopes of gaining majorities enough, yada, 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 down the line, we can maybe reverse this at some point with a constitutional amendment or what have you. But it's it's the leak that's revealing their terror, the Republican terror right now. Yeah. And it's, oh my God, it's so much fun to look at. I gotta say, if there's yeah. anything that has been, you know, kind of delightful to see, it's seeing Mitch McConnell like whiter than he's ever looked in his entire life because he's scared shitless, isn't he? 
He should be. And and, yeah. the, and the reality is I need us all. I need I need to see that pale, that pallor come over mansion. I need to see <laughs> that over cinema because I don't know yeah. why the fuck we let those two walk all over us. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't get like and I, I'll just I'm going to say it till there's not a breath in me, Francis. I know you sick of hearing it, but I don't know why we can't control our own party. I was a bouncer for years, Bob. OK, mm-hmm. I bounced concerts and at bars and 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 a, a one kind of rough bar. And when I can tell you is I can keep people out of a meeting. Okay. <laughs> like I know how to do that if people need the advice or the to-do list. Yeah. But this, I don't know why we allow these people to call themselves Democrats. I don't know why we allow them to use our party apparatus. I don't know why we allow them to put a D behind their name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do not understand why that why we can't big tent doesn't mean that our enemies get to be in it. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know. Like, Stab me in the back while patting me on the back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, we also, but we also know how to avoid situations like mansion and cinema by mobilizing more, yes. activating more, and uh, and and electing more senators <laughs> to make sure yeah. that they no longer have the kind of power that they're uh, unfairly seizing at this point and controlling the agenda and I with tell it. You, yeah, yeah. White people, white people, y'all know people in your families, friends, neighbors who you know don't vote. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. worry about the we people write all the time about how to deal with their Trump family members and this and that. Don't worry about you just you just cut them out. Of, yeah. You know, they're just yeah. done. But I'm like, you know, people who don't vote, we have got to get people to vote. And then we've got to care about that down ticket. And we have got to they're passing these stupid like, you know, put the vote in the hands of the state legislature. We have to be on them starting now. Go to those meetings. Go see what's going on in your state legislature. Make clear that you are aware and that you're not going to take it. When I was a kid, I had one year of public school and I was severely harassed and bullied. And I remember one day, um, and I wouldn't, I didn't tell my mom about it because I, you know, as a child thought I should handle it. Um, but one day I, I just sort of asked her about what do you do when people pick on you? And she said to me, you know, people don't mess with crazy people. <laughs> And I thought about it. And so the next day at school, I wore a hospital robe. And when people came up to me, Francis will tell you this is absolutely true. When people came up to me, they'd be like, why are you wearing a hospital robe? I said, you know, because today I have to go right back to the hospital. Normally I get to hang out a little bit afterwards, but I had a problem last week with my behavior. So they're making me go right back now. And it stopped the problem. Wow. Holy what shit. I am advocating. Yeah is we show these people how crazy we can be. And I would like to volunteer Francis and I to do it. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah, you know, Jen, Jen Kirkman does this great bit in, in her show, too, about uh, if she's being sexually harassed on the street. She does this thing where she acts all crazy and starts swinging her arms around wildly and, like, running up and down the sidewalk. And it's just, she calls it the windmill. And it's just, it's, it's the same <laughs> idea. You just, you act like mm-hmm. a crazy person and no one fucks with you. It's great. No, they run away. This guy yelled yeah. a slur at me one day. And so I, uh, when he was driving his car, so I, and I was driving also. So I kept, I, you shouldn't do this, but I followed him for, <laughs> I don't know, maybe a mile. Mm-hmm. And the whole time yelling, I love you. I'm in love with you. Why are you running from our love? And he just rolled up his windows and he looked terrified. Oh my God. Now, yeah. in retrospect, he could have hurt me. It was, you know, there's a lot of reasons not to do that. So I'm not advocating that. But what I'm saying is that Francis and I are willing to be those people for the Nation. <laughs> we are willing. I'm willing to get buck wild for y'all for America. We will get America. naked and walk right up into that GOP office, whatever it <laughs> takes to make it clear to these people how insane we are. Because they seem to think that they, and, and in truth, we know we aren't them. And the uh, if there's another thing that irritates the hell out of me, it's the both sides do it. Because that's not mm-hmm. true. You've never seen any Antifa, liberals, anyone else storm the Capitol. Yeah, that right. has never happened. You've never seen a group of black people storm a goddamn thing besides their own homes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like that is like so. It's it's. I think it's time though that they understand we can have that. If you get what you think is going to happen is you're just going to roll over us with a couple of shitty bills in state legislatures and uh, the midterms of uh, because people aren't going to go out and vote like they, you know, we're not going to get the turnout we need to get. They're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're absolutely wrong. And that needs to be made clear to them. And the way you make that clear is let's stop. I'm not saying that our representatives stop behaving responsibly and professionally, but let's stop acting like we're all cool. 
Yeah. 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 Right. Let's let's stop the lie that it's OK, that that all these people are going to work every day with the people who plotted to have them assaulted and maybe killed. Right. Like, it's not OK. Yeah. It must be impossible to sit on the same committee as Ooh. Jim Jordan or Matt Gates or Louis Gomer yeah, or, or any of these guys. Yeah. yeah. Who. No, you're sleeping with the fucking enemy. Yeah, all exactly. Day long. Mm-hmm. All day long. Yeah, and, I, and we, we don't have the same government. This is our problem. We the, the public is um, behaving uh, about twenty years too late, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, we're reacting to a government that we used to understand, we used to know, and we are not catching up to the fact. We want to sit here and go, but government's broken, but we don't really understand how broken yeah. this system is. We don't have a system anymore. We have people, we have people on the on the left, and I would say Democrats trying to uh work within the system, and we've got Republicans who have gone off the reservation. Mm-hmm. I just you couldn't have told me, Bob. You couldn't have told me. I and I feel so it makes me feel Pollyanna-ish. But I did not, you know, I consider myself a thoughtful person. I consider myself somebody who who pays attention to what's going on. And I I have a BA in history and I, I, from the University of Michigan, like a school. And like, and I really thought that that these things were institutions, that Mm. they were laws. I didn't realize how much of this was really about whether or not we all agree to believe in it. I really didn't realize how fragile, like I didn't realize that this whole, why we have a system, why we haven't taken care of a situation where one person, Mitch McConnell, one man gets to decide what's got to decide for years, what gets voted on and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. That's antithetical to everything that the Constitution is supposed to be about. Yeah. And it's like, and and but I didn't realize, you know, we have all these sort of what do they call them? I hate the term, obviously, but gentlemen's agreements. Fuck the filibuster. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot get my mind around this weird how we, as Francis just said, it we're not catching up to the reality yeah. that these things are customs and traditions that have no place in our current discourse. That's right. That's right. We're misremembering right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. On both sides. On both sides. We've got people on the right who are misremembering America. And they have yeah. they've created a magical display world that they want to remember in a certain kind of way. And they are longing for something that they will never fucking get again. And then we've got people on our side who are misremembering that this government works. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. And I think that's part of the Republican strategy is to make people so discouraged about the system that we mm-hmm. give up on democracy. We give up on the small R Republican right. government that we have. And that's part of the overall plan. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so w- what's been happening with the Republican party and the disintegration of norms in Congress, for example, and the rise of the rodeo clown caucus that includes the aforementioned yep. Jim Jordan, Matt Gates, et cetera, as American culture becomes more liberal and I'm, just, I'm not talking about politically. I'm just talking about, in general, American culture is becoming more and more liberal. And so the Republicans feel themselves being politically marginalized by that. So that's why they're embracing white supremacy and the racist yeah. vote. That's why they're engaged in all of these voter suppression laws. They need to make up for the fact that they're increasingly unpopular when you boil everything right down to uh, core values and issues. And so that's why things have gotten so fucking insane, including the election of Donald Trump and the insurrection and everything that happened in between those two things. And so I think that's why we are uh, where we are. All right, so I'm not into gambling at all, but I'd wager you're probably paying around 20% interest on your credit card debt. If you're also making minimum payments every month, it's going to take years and years to pay off those cards. Believe me, I know the pain. So why not spare yourself the ongoing agony and refinance your cards into one super low interest rate? Here's exactly how. I'm here to help. With Lightstream, you can roll your cards into one low payment at a fixed rate as low as 4% 
4.98% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. Again, that's way lower than most credit cards. It's lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 19% APR. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000, and there are absolutely no fees. And just for my listeners, you can apply now and get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount, though, is to go to lightstream.com slash Seska. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash C-E-S-C-A. Link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Seska for more info. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Bob Seska. I think you're doing a show in Hawaii, aren't you? We are. We're going to Kauai. I, already somebody, one of my husband's uh, ex-students uh, has a salt uh, factory or farm there. And she's like, when you get here, I'm going to give you salts. And then it's like, wow, <laughs> wow. We just said yes like a week ago. And she's she's already planning shit. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Oh, and Kauai is amazing. I mean, what is speaking of Bill Maher, he does a show there every New Year's Eve. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think it's not because he wants to do a show on New Year's Eve. I think he wants right. to go to Hawaii and be paid for it. Well, he told us they don't have enough chairs to have us on his show. So they have some they have a lot of economic problems, I think. <laughs> what? Did Bill Maher said he doesn't have enough chairs? Bill Maher didn't say that, but he a producer for his show. <laughs> so weird. We don't have enough chairs. No. I know. I was like, y'all heard of Ikea? I'm just saying. I mean, there are three guests on the panel, right? And there are two of you. So why not? They just, they don't have enough chairs. I don't know. Maybe it's the black people chairs. I don't know. <laughs> no, you know I'm what just, it is? I'm it's, just guessing. It's I don't the, know. It's the women's chair, which is the middle chair. And that chair, that's the chair where the guys on either side are constantly jutting their hands and arms into the face yeah. of whoever's yeah. sitting in the middle. Yep. And that's yeah. what always drives me. Every time I see that show, that's one of the things that drives Thank me you bananas. For saying that. It's, like, well, it's so it's, they use women as buffers. Yeah. Right. My Props. favorite is once when, when in order to speak, the man's got to put his hand on you in some way. Yeah. Like you can put his hand on your arm while he's talking. I'm like, what am I? Does my arm initiate your lips? Like, what are you doing? Why do you need to touch me too? To make your point. Oh, man. So you were backstage with Malcolm when he was on, or were you on the show? Oh, yeah. We've gone with him a few times, haven't we? How many times have we gone with him? At least three. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. We just, because he comes here and he's fun to hang, and he's really sweet. And so we just have gone, and Stephanie's gone um, too, but we've gone and just hung out in, in the green room or watched. We actually went into the audience so we could really see the show. Um because yeah. he's just a sweet, kind, lovely, fun man. Yeah, he really is. Um, uh, speaking of kind, lovely, fun men, what about Elon Musk? Is he going to completely... <laughs> I'm kidding about him. But he's is he going to completely ruin understand. Twitter? Is that going to be the end of Twitter if he uh, if this deal goes through? Okay. Is it weird for me to say, can you ruin something this, as a Twitter user? Ruin <laughs> something that's <laughs> ruinous? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Good, like, good, good, good point. That's the perfect point to make. Yes. I literally today <laughs> talked my mother out of it again. I've been trying to keep my mother off of that social media site since its inception. 
Oh, because I was like, hilarious. Mom, it's not for you. Yeah, it's which, not for you, Mom. Why is she? Why does she even want to be on there? Why is she? She's a she's a she's a activist and local politician. Oh, I see. Okay. And like, and so, but it's like she doesn't. I was like, she doesn't have the. None of us. I don't know if any of us truly have the temperament for it. But I know that like she doesn't understand how how ugly it is, you know, mm. and how absolutely destructive it can be and how a lot of that destruction comes from people who aren't even people. They're yeah. bots, right, right. <laughs> you know, and I hate to see her get caught up in a, you know, uh, that. And so it's, it, this is my thing. What do you think about it, Bob? Cause I, there's a big part of me that is like, I is like in that place. Like I just said, where I'm like, well, I'm, what is it? Is it ruining something? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have something to say about it. This sure. is our opportunity to be able to uh, verify Elon Musk's uh, That's true. level of success yeah. and access to our fucking money. That's right. And let me tell you this, because let me, for me, you know, the I'm I'm riding the middle wave. I'm a libertarian. I'm about free speech. I just moved my uh, my multi billion dollar economics to from California. I know to Texas yeah. before the bro code to hang out with uh I don't like to get vaccinations Joe Rogan. <laughs> I, I'm free with the N word. Yeah. So we're about to find out who if all these Teslas I see running around uh, uh, Los Angeles and all the money that's being uh, given to this person, if he is worthy of it, mm-hmm. if he's worthy of our trust, is he a public servant in that way? Does he mean good for all of us? Because I, I got to tell you, I would like to get a Tesla, but now I'm not so sure. I need to find <laughs> out what he means to do with Twitter. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I have to say a couple things. Number one, people are buying Teslas because they make their own chips and there are no other new cars. I understand. Right? Because we're, we have a chip problem. Yeah, so this yeah. the, like and, and so they are that they are benefiting big time. Obviously, he is from that. He's obviously technically, obviously a genius, obviously has amazing, you know, amazing contributions that he has made and can make. But Twitter has is not Twitter has no responsibility to be a bastion of anything. No. You know, Absolutely not. But I, but I got and, questions about somebody who's going to let possibly well, let Donald Trump be, have power. Exactly. Act. I got yeah. to but watch. Here we, well, we're up against we're up against the same a lot of the same problems. And I think that I look at this and I go, it's about what we're will, Facebook. We all know what roles these companies have played in the dumbing down and the inciting of insurrection and riots and, and, and we don't, yes. And we, and I do believe that, that, that there's more to that story in terms of how we've been algorithmed mm-hmm. <laughs> into certain, you know, into certain rabbit holes and all that. Yeah. But it's, but I, I look at this company and I go, you know, they aren't a bast. I, I, they're not a bastion of free speech right now. I no. don't <laughs> you know. No. I mean, I don't. So yeah. it's like, you know, yeah, I kind I, of feel like we we have this weird relationship to these social media sites, and I think people feel disheartened. They they disheartened about Facebook, but it was pointed out to me from the beginning. We had um, a fan actually who said it way years ago. She was like, "Well, we were always the real product at Facebook. Mm-hmm. Our our information oh, yeah. was always the yep. product. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 we sort of all missed that because we like getting birthday greetings and stuff. But like <laughs> yeah. like." You know, it's it's the reality of this is that the the big problem here is that we have an entire population that we have allowed to become stupid and we that we no longer, you know, educate that mm-hmm. there's they got rid of government as a class you had to take. There is no, you know, there is no critical thinking there, people don't can't tell the truth from a lie or fact from what is fiction anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's, and it's, so I don't know. I'm not as in my feelings about the Twitter thing because I guess I, I've never seen it as a safe place. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yeah, you know, I it, can it, totally see I, that. My issue is about one man, you know, mm-hmm. because it isn't a company taking over. It's it's his perspective that's taken that has that he bought, he purchased a place for his perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's right. I have a problem. I have a problem with that being one man. Mm-hmm. I do and too. I, I, we could thank Reagan for the getting rid of the fairness doctrine. We can thank a lot of people for, you know, allowing um, corporate corporations to decide what news we get. Sinclair, yep. you yeah. know, um, and, and it, I think there's, there's a really big uh, Chuck Todd. 
Um, there's a really big problem here <laughs> with with how we all get information and how that's become the reality is a lot of what we deal with at the end of the day is one guy or two or three. That's men. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You know, and and that's what happens in capitalism. And mm. and we've and if we either we, we got to make some choices here. Mm. I, and I don't know that people understand fully like I didn't. I really didn't know. You couldn't have told me it would be this easy to screw up the entire fucking country. Like you couldn't have told me that in four years we'd be at civil is was slavery is a wedge issue again. Like I, I, I'm like, really? Like it's, it's, I'm still shocked every day. And I know that people are like, I'm not shocked. I'm I'm a shocked bitch every day. All right. So unlike some podcasts, we have a couple of commercial breaks in our shows, but here's the best way to listen to the Bob Seska show without all of those commercials. Just go right now to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. Scroll on down to the link for the ultimate edition of this podcast and sign up for just $15 per month. In exchange for your generous, generous support, we're going to give you a completely commercial-free version of our Tuesday and Thursday shows, and the Shadow Docket show is going to be included as part of the audio file. In other words, one mega show with the free portion and the Shadow Docket combined exactly how it's recorded, and no commercials. But wait, there's more things. You're also going to get the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly Johnson included in that level of support, all for just $15 per month. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it, send it to all your friends, and we thank you. It's amazing that a guy can get to be one of the richest men in the world, but have zero understanding of what free speech means, for example. Yes. Elon Musk doesn't get what free speech is. In fact, yesterday he just tweeted out- No, he does Bill Maher. Yeah, right, right. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, let's go back to Bill Maher for a second. Come back to Elon Musk. I want to go back to Bill Maher for a second, because as comedians- do you agree, you can't possibly agree with him that there's some sort of war on jokes. There's no war on nope. jokes, is there? You two have nope. been two of the funniest guests I have ever had on this show, and you, and you did it without rape jokes or the N-word. It's amazing well, how that works, amazing. right? I'm going to tell you something. That's the crux of the biscuit, Bob. There it is. There it is. That's the right. truth. That's that's why you can't wax a pony twice, because that's the truth. Yeah. That yeah. is absolute. This is the real. The reality is free speech is not what he wants. What he's talking about is he wants consequence and reaction free speech. Mm-hmm. And nobody gets that. Right. What what the idea here is like this whole idea that college students who they call kids when they're white and pre felons when they're black, mm-hmm. that 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 college, quote, kids should be exposed to speakers that they don't want to be exposed to as if they haven't heard of racism or they have no information or that's not fair. You're keeping part of the argument from them, part of the argument about who's a human being and who isn't, number one. And number two, that's it's completely crazy. See, people get to not, nobody has a right to an audience. I don't have a right to have people have to hear what I want to say. I don't have that right. I do have to, I want to say this as a yes and to what you're talking about. We're talking about generations and there are, there is thinking in certain generations. I, I was parented by people who let, who always said, let your uncle hug you, give grandpa Mm -hmm. a kiss. Right. Mm -hmm. And Bill Maher comes from that generation, which is, I'm grandpa, I get to kiss you. You get, you have to deal with my love as I want to express it. Right, right. It's yeah. his and privilege, it's yeah. his thing, yeah, yeah. No, and you're a, you're, you're a, you're an awful person, you're a bitch mm. if you don't want to hug right. back. That's right, that's right. That's right, that's right. And young people have decided, you know what, you know what, I don't have to accept your your touch if I don't want it. Mm-hmm. If I am, I don't have to give you consent. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to consent being in the room with you. I don't have to consent to your touch, your thought, hearing your bullshit. And so, bullshit. What Bill, yeah, he's not an advocate of free speech. He's an advocate of having an audience be forced to hear him, which I understand because he's not right. funny enough to necessarily get a house without that. Yeah. So I get it. 
Right. And remember when remember when Katie Porter was on his show on the Mar show and she made that joke about him. I think it in fact I think it had something to do with him saying that he was almost aborted as a fetus and she made some joke at his expense and oh yes and now because of your uh, mom's decision we're all stuck with you Bill. Something like that. And <laughs> He got so pissed off. This is the guy who's all concerned about 23-year-olds not being able to take a joke. He got so pissed off that he stood up in his chair and screamed at his audience, fuck you, this is my show, I'm asking the hard questions. And he was visibly enraged because Congresswoman Porter let him have it right there on his show. Who can't take a fucking joke? Here's the thing. Take a fucking joke. Is uh, it, that it's just like you know, sticks and stones won't break my bones. When I bury my bones, the words will never hurt me. Those these yeah. are things invented by bullies. Right. These right. are these are concepts invented by bullies to protect their speech. They're not interested in hearing from you. Mm-hmm. They're not interesting. They don't have enough chairs when I want some free speech. But he he gets up there and thinks that. Nobody owes you an audience. It's called taste and discernment. People don't want to hear Milos or your punk ass because they've heard it before. Let me tell you something about racists and sexists. They are not imaginative, Bob. They don't come up with new ideas. These people have had hundreds of years and they're still using the same old slurs. They cannot come up with anything new. Nobody wants, if somebody doesn't want to hear you, they have every, I have every right to react to your speech. I have every right to react to it vocally. I have every right to react to it by not attending your shows. Mm -hmm. And I know that we know that as performers. People don't have to listen to us. Right. We've had people, it always kills me. And I'm, I don't know if it's happening, people call in saying you shouldn't be talking and I don't want to listen to you. And I go, and yet you are because you called. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. This, the free, two, the, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just, a, it, it's just that we all, we don't get to, what I'm comfortable with is that I may not be for you. Right, you know, right. this may not be the place for you. Go find your people. Go find your place. Yeah. But you do not have the right to force me. Cancel culture is not canceling. It's called taste and discernment. Mm-hmm. And if you've been canceled, people didn't like what you had to offer. That's right. Why, let's let's tell the truth. White men feel that they have no space uh, uh, that they can draw. That we're not all captive audience members anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Damn straight, they, not. they feel that they have lost their spaces and they're angry about it. And the the reality is, is that just sometimes white men aren't the flavor of the month, of the mm. moment. Yeah, yeah. Especially the entitled ones. The well, the entitled yes. ones who believe that they're the only ones in the room that enjoy free speech and no one else. They can say whatever the hell Thank they you. want on stage, but no one else is allowed to enjoy their right to free speech by saying, hey, you know what? That fucking rape joke. Maybe yeah. not a yeah. good idea. Uh, I'm going to push back against that. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Wait, yeah, well, suddenly free. Me, yeah. yeah, yeah. Suddenly free speech dies in that moment because no longer is that audience member allowed to have free speech. Well, no, and, and it's not. Don't tell me you support free speech. And then you go to a, a school board meeting with guns. That's right. That's not free speech. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're trying to control the speech of everybody in that room. I, like, I, I can't with that. They're, they're the they don't care about being hypocrites. Mm-hmm. But this idea that we allow ourselves to get into this conversation with them like it means anything. I'm at the place where when people start saying that shit, they're done for me. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and, I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to talk to you anymore. Like, that's... Yeah, and in fact, going back to Elon Musk, he's been screaming about free speech since this whole Twitter thing came up, maybe even before that. I didn't follow him much before that. But uh, And then yesterday he tweeted that Twitter is going to continue to be free for users, except except commercial and political users of Twitter, then they might be charged. So what is this now, Elon Musk? Suddenly free mm-hmm. speech is no longer free. There's a price tag. So that means content moderation. That means that yes. free speech is free speech if you can afford it. And that's not free speech. But that's where well, he gets we, it the, wrong. The, our, our way to combat that mm-hmm. is we stop using it. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, and let me tell you something, because if he's going to sit there and let these people, these QAnon people, all of that stuff loose on society. Oh, yeah. He, this is what I'm saying. He, You know, that this is a shepherd's position, mm-hmm. a steward's position. Right. That he bought for forty six million dollars. And I really am watching billion. Billion? <laughs> billion, I'm sorry, yeah. billion. I'm sorry. Uh and I am watching what he does with it. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I think the reality here is that they've already done these th- like the, the idea that, OK, but we have over 20,000 people blocked. Yeah. Now, these people, many of them probably don't even know we exist. Mm-hmm. But I did something I call pre-blocking <laughs> where when I saw a shitty racist text, I went ahead and blocked that person and everybody who follows them. And occasionally some people who are innocent have been caught in that tune in that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. because. Because they, some people follow people they hate, you know, Mm -hmm. and then they let us know and we unblock them because I am not here to hear from them. I don't want to or need to hear from them. And we're here to create a a safe space in our space on our little nugget, our little area. And I don't want people attacked there. That is my right. Now, I don't know what he's going to do or not do. And that's going to determine what I do. But the reality is people have been controlling these spaces since they started and people have been controlling them and modeling them in the ways they want to since they began. And, and I don't know that besides the dramatic difference that, that, you know, an overnight change, I mean, the minute they put in that algorithm, we all saw it like on Facebook when all of a sudden you weren't getting anything, but what you already had, Mm -hmm. like it's, 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 you know, I I think that the real question here for us is, are we going to continue to allow ourselves to semi-participate in things that kind of sort of don't work? Like we, you know, (laughs) like we, you know, yeah. Um, and, and I know these are hard choices are hard choices for us because professionally, you know, too, we, it feels like to have our businesses, we have to be in these forums Mm -hmm. and I don't know. And, and to tell you, we're, I don't know what to do about that. I am sincerely not sure about how to handle that as people who are exist in the podcast realm. Yeah, you know, I, I know exactly uh, what you mean. I, I debated with myself about Facebook. I finally decided yeah. to reach some sort of middle ground where I deleted it off my phone and I only use it. Uh, to promote my show, and I don't really spend right. a lot of personal time on Facebook, and that that's kind of the way I handled it. I couldn't justify necessarily leaving Facebook because I feel like I have a responsibility to my audience and letting them know when a new show is out, and so that's that's why I kept doing it, and it's I begrudgingly do it. I wish I didn't have to, you know. I know. Literally, isn't it like one in eleven or twelve people on the planet? Yeah, are on it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it becomes this question of, it's sort of, to me, it's the, so we need to, it's like fast food nation. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, the, the, the thesis statement of if you are indeed feeding a billion people a day, at what point do we have to start to regulate you? That's right. Well, well also, you, you know, like utility, if one in 12, that's people, what I'm saying. So my thing is we, money. as a culture have to be willing to look at that. And we, as a culture have to be willing to, but the problem we have right now is we can't have nuanced discussions about free speech when we are quite literally having politicians say we can't have interracial marriage. Yeah. Like we're, we're so far from a nuanced discussion of free speech and what it means that I don't even know how to have it right now. Yeah. Well, we're talking you know? about, we're talking, talking about a Republican party that claims to cherish free speech. While at the same time, we hear from Mark Esper this week that Donald Trump was considering shooting protesters during mm-hmm. the George Floyd BLM protests right here in the district, you know, because they love free speech, right? The First Amendment, they're all about that. I mean, uh, that's really canceling. That's a sincere cancel culture. But that was what that entire moment of him going out and clearing that, having them, Mm -hmm. having the military clear that square so he could take a picture with an upside down fucking Bible. That's (laughs) what that was about. It was about knocking around heads Mm -hmm. of Black Lives Matter people. And it was, it was a photo opportunity before the photo opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And he came this close to actually shooting them allegedly in the legs. That's what he was talking about. Can we just shoot them in the legs? Can we just, can can we just disable them for life? Is that possible? Ugh. I just don't understand, and I agree, and I know people have said it before and recently a lot more, uh, you know, that the, I'm having a really hard time with the tragedy of the impending book deal <laughs> and the the inability of these people to have sounded that alarm when it really mattered. Yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 waiting until they get their 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 proofs of their cover before their book's going to get published for us to find out that there's proof of these things, you yeah, know, and yep. it's. 
it's and I'm mad about, you know, I'm mad about so many things, but I'm really, you know, we can only hold accountable the people who will let us hold them accountable. Yeah. yeah. And that's a problem. Well, that's where I see Twitter as maybe there there is something good there. Insofar as on Twitter, seems like everyone who's important enough to have a byline or have a book deal or yeah. podcast, radio show, TV show, et cetera. They're all there and it's easy to get to them and say, Hey, look, we don't like this business where you withhold important information until your book comes out yep. and they can either respond to that. But at the very least, they know that people are pissed off about it and maybe that's good enough. I don't know if it's good enough. I don't oh. think it is yet, but. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you that works on just a basic day-to-day -day commercial level. Like I will yeah. say the best thing about Twitter sort of on a day-to-day -day level for me mm -hmm. has been like, whenever I have a problem with a business service, like when uh, we were, I was on a plane and the plane um, was, they weren't letting us park at our gate. We'd landed early and they kept letting other planes ahead of us. And so the pilot came on the intercom and said, Hey, everyone, I need you to pull out your phones and I want you to go on Twitter and Facebook um, right now and, and Instagram and start complaining about how they're not letting us go into our gate. I've been, cause we, we were now everybody had missed their flights and everything, you know, we were sitting there for an hour and they're letting people in who landed after us. And he literally asked us to do it. And within, I don't even know if it was two minutes, he came back on he went great job we're getting our gate <laughs> god damn so and then you think about you know the the, the, the arab spring and you think about you know that the yeah. things that social media can accomplish has has allowed people to accomplish their good it's not there's there's something there and i'm, I'm totally in agreement with you about mm -hmm. that bobby i'm just trying to figure out my best way through an environment that yeah. is full of landmines you know and yeah. Yeah. That's that's all I know how to do. And sure. so with with Elon, we'll see. Mm -hmm. But it I think it provides another moment for us to ask ourselves what Francis just said. At what point is something a utility and therefore something that we expect our government to have some some more to do with? Yeah. 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 Um, and I it, everybody says government doesn't work. I didn't. I don't know a single motherfucker who didn't cash that twelve hundred dollars, Bob. <laughs> I don't know one. Socialism. Nobody, nobody there it is. Back, especially in the middle of the fucking country. <laughs> That's what I'm screaming. I hear about nobody turning over no stimulus money, so I don't want to hear <laughs> that you don't think government works because you know what the fuck works. You took the money. So are you uh, back on tour? Are you both back on tour yet? What's going on? When's the next show? There might be some, you know, murmurings, but we will be in Kauai September 10th. There you go. Sure. Is that, there are some yes. Is that open to the public? Can anyone in Kauai go to that show? I believe it is. Oh, I don't excellent. know if there's advertising up about it yet or ticket sales are available yet, but we will let you know when there are. Oh, God, I wish I was still living out there. I'd fly over. I think it's yeah. at like the Sheridan or something. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Really beautiful out there. Frangela.com is the website. Frangela Duo on Twitter. Links in the description under this episode. BobSuska.com, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're you're the best, uh, both thank of you. you I, I love you so you. much, and uh, thank you for everything you do. And I can't wait to talk to you again. You We're gonna too. make sure that's not another like four years before we have you on again. Yeah, right. It's gonna be a lot sooner than the that. last two don't count. <laughs> right, the last two don't count. Right, right, right. Okay, take it easy. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Take care. Bye bye. Sign up for life. Choose a job. Your vote, but have your cake.